everyone, and welcome to Don't Eat Your Young, a nursing podcast. I'm your host, Beth Quass. We will hear stories from nurses just like you that will validate, educate, and inspire you. Today we have Maureen Asuna. She came into nursing later in life. She had a career in advertising first, but she's been a nurse for about 10 years. She's worked in the ICU and then transitioned to the PACU. She found her real passion in mentoring and teaching students and is now a podcast host of the Straight A Nursing Podcast. Let's hear from Maureen about her story. Welcome, Maureen. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. And you kind of have a different uh, take on what we're going to talk about, what we usually talk about. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your nursing journey. Well, I am one of those many, many students, many of those nurses who had a completely different career before I became a nurse. I worked in advertising and marketing. And believe it or not, I got really kind of bored with that. And As I was thinking about what I wanted to be when I grew up, (laughs) in air quotes, when I grew up, I wanted to do something where I was around other people all the time, where I was always learning something new, experiencing something new, using my brain and doing something important. And nursing just seemed like the best fit possible for that. And it absolutely has been. So I went back to school as a what do we say, experienced individual, (laughs) hadn't been in a college classroom in over 15 years, and basically was starting from scratch. So I definitely understand what it's like for that returning student and all the, um, you know, uncertainty and fear that come around that. But I ended up excelling in school, found out that when I was doing something I was passionate about, I was a much better student. So that was kind of fun to see. And then once I, you know, got out of school, I went to work in the intensive care unit as a new grad, which was a whole other (laughs) humongous learning curve. That was uh, definitely a growth experience for me. And Since then, I have, as I was jokingly saying earlier when we were talking, semi-retired to the recovery room where I work per diem, and now I absolutely live my very best life. (laughs) Well, and those ICU skills transferred very well, I'm sure, into the recovery room. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I get just enough that I still feel like I can do it, but not so much that I'm completely burned out and depleted. So it's perfect. Right. How was your time as a more mature student, especially in nursing? Because a lot of people start right out of high school and come into that field. So how was your experience as an older student? I can only compare my older student self to my younger student self. And I would definitely say I I was more serious about it, more invested in that than I was the first time around. Not to say that all, you know, all younger students are not invested. I The dedication that I see from nursing students just always just inspires me every single day. I did have a lot of uncertainty around, can I do this? Do I still know how to learn? Because once you kind of get out of that mode, it's hard to dive back into it. Um, I did 
feel like I had really good relationships with my professors because <laughs> I was closer to their age um, than, you know, obviously some of uh, than I was when I was in school the first time around or the younger classmates. And then in clinical, I felt like I maybe had a little bit of a leg up just the and I had zero healthcare experience, but I did have just that background in, you know, working with a whole bunch of different types of people, the professional communication, all of those things that helped. And then when I did experience, you know, what I like to call in civil behavior, I had the emotional maturity not to take it personally, though, you know, it still affected me because I had so much, um, well, I would say a lack of confidence just about my clinical skills. So there was a little bit of that Though, for the most part, I would say I handled it pretty okay, whereas some of the younger students maybe maybe had a little bit more trouble with that, for sure. Well, I think that's a great message, especially for people thinking about going back to school and can they do it? And yes, they can. Absolutely. And it might be even easier in some sense um, as far as the communication that you're already established at and you know how to deal with so many different people. So I think that's a great message to hear. Go back if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. Go for it. And so you do a lot with students now, correct? Absolutely. I do. I love them. Tell us what you do now. Now I mentor nursing students and new nurses through my website, Straight A Nursing, and my podcast, Straight, which is also called Straight A Nursing. And um, through that, I provide them with, you know, resources, um, a place to go when they have questions. It's basically the teaching that I wish I had received as a nursing student and a, and a, uh, a new grad. So I do it through the website. I do it through my podcast. I have online courses that help students. And when I started all of this, I really just did it out of a love of helping helping students and sharing my love of what I was learning at the bedside and in nursing school. And it's been how many years now? I'm on my 10th year as a nurse. And even today, I'll get emails from students, messages from students about how, you know, something that I did helped them. And I tell you, it still thrills me as much today as that very first message did, you know, that I got probably nine, 10 years ago. So that's in a nutshell what I do for students. It's a, it's a lot and it is my absolute passion. And they need the support. They need the encouragement. They need the education. I think, um, you know, you can only learn so much in nursing school and then so much more of it is once you get out in the clinical world. And sometimes what you learn in school doesn't translate well into the clinical world. It doesn't. It's so hard. I was thinking about that just recently about somebody asked, I was in a Facebook group somewhere and somebody said, you know, it was nurses kind of talking amongst themselves. And somebody said, hey, do you think you could pass the NCLEX if you took it today? And everybody said, oh my gosh, no, no way. There's no way I would pass. And so when you think about students, the amount of book knowledge they have is absolutely mind blowing. Like, it's so astounding how much knowledge they have in that regard. And I was there. I was that student. I, you know, I did really well in school, really book smart, did great in clinicals and all that. But when you go and you work as a nurse, I, I guarantee you on your first day, you're going to feel like, you know, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and it's just that's just the way it is. It's 
completely different type of learning once you're actually out there doing it. But I have so much respect for the students and, and everything they learn in that very short period of time of nursing school. There is boatloads of information out there and I'm teaching as well right now and I can tell you that you can find one textbook that says one thing and another textbook that says something different and it's very confusing as a student not having that background and trying to learn so it is if you can make it through nursing school you have done an amazing job yeah you can probably do anything absolutely I I really believe that for sure So who do you cater the most to? Um, New nursing students, new grads, people that have been out for a while? I would say mostly it's nursing students in all all stages of their nursing school program. Um, I do occasionally hear from a nurse who's changing specialties maybe and been a nurse for 20 years, but now they're going to go work you know, with peds or with adults and they've worked, you know, with kids this whole time, or maybe they've been in home health and they're going back to the bedside. So I hear from nurses in that regard too, but I would say for the most part, it is pre-nursing and nursing students. How do you think nursing students are doing when they're first coming into their clinical rotations because they're nervous and um, maybe they don't get the support that they need. What can you offer those students? So students going into clinical, especially right now with, you know, very, very limited clinical hours, very little hands-on. A lot of times what I'm hearing from them is that they're afraid they're not going to learn anything because They don't have the necessary skills under their belt. So the way that I teach students is I try to share with them as much. Here's what you're going. Here's what you're going to see when you come across this patient and try to make it as applicable to, um, you know, a, a clinical situation as I possibly can when I the way that I do this is through, I developed an acronym. I love acronyms. Nurses love acronyms, right? Um, I developed this kind of framework for looking at a disease condition and it's called the latte method. And um, it's L stands for how does it, how does the patient look? So when I'm talking to these students about that, I share with them, okay, you come across a a guy, you know, your patient has pancreatitis. Here's what he's going to look like. And I paint that visual picture for them of what the patient's going to, you know, complain about or um, present with or look like. And then the A is how do you assess them? So of course, you know, nursing is like 90% assessment. And I tell them you're going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z when you're dealing with this type of patient. And then we, we talk through the tests that are ordered and then the treatments that are provided. And then, of course, how you educate the patient. So it really mirrors what you're actually doing in that clinical setting. And the students have found that to be really, really helpful, especially if they've you know never seen a patient with pancreatitis before. They kind of have a little more vivid in their mind so that when they do go to clinical and they finally get that experience, they have a little bit more confidence because they kind of feel like they've already seen it before. And I love that you break it down into little pieces, but exactly what we inherently do once we gain some experience, but to teach them that is invaluable. Yes, I I feel like sometimes nursing school is made overly complicated in some ways. And really, I boil it down all the time for the students. Your job is to see problems and then to fix them. 
And that like, if you look at nursing like that in a nutshell, that's basically what I do all day. How did you start to develop your program? The beginnings of it probably started when I was in nursing school, though it wasn't official yet. But what I did was once I got into nursing school and, and a lot of students have this experience because getting into it is so competitive especially, you know, in a merit-based program where it's all about your grades and your test scores and this and that. And you're taking your prereqs with the, you know, you kind of get to know the same group of people, but you're always in competition with one another, right? And I hated that because I just, I'm just much more of a get along to go along kind of girl, but you know, you really did. You had to kind of like, okay, I got to look up for what I'm doing and, you know, do what's best for me. And then I said, okay, once I get into the program, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to be much, um, it's going to be about us. How are we succeeding as a group? So what I started doing was sharing, you know, study guides, resources, um, just being very much that person that was hoping that we would all succeed together. So I would put, um, I would record notes onto, I don't even know, it was before podcasts. Gosh, I think I'm aging myself. (laughs) It was before podcasts were really a thing. But I would record myself reading through my notes and put it up on my, I had a little website and I would share the link with students in my class and, you know, sharing my notes with them and all of that. And I think that love of mentoring and nurturing and encouraging others really started back then. And then once I got out there and started working in the ICU, I thought, oh, this stuff, I'm what I'm learning is gold. This is absolute gold. I've got to share this. So then I started formalizing it and putting it together with the Straight A Nursing website and then the podcast. And from there, it's just just been going. What a great resource for students to go to. And what would you tell nurses now that are out mentoring and precepting students? How can you help them understand what nursing students are going through and maybe um, giving them some tips also on what they can do differently to help these nursing students? Yeah, so that's a huge issue, especially right now, because I'm hearing from so many students. I can't tell you how many emails I've received from students saying, Part of the time they're saying, I'm really, uh, I'm nervous about clinical because I feel like I don't know anything. I haven't had an in-person skills lab. I've put a Foley catheter in a wine bottle. Um, So there's that, like they're lacking that skill. And then other students saying the nurses on the unit are so burned out because of everything they've been dealing with. They are not welcoming to us. They're not welcoming to our questions or having a shadow of them. So it's kind of a double whammy there. The students really do need that extra, extra support right now, especially with their hands on skills and their clinical decision-making and assessments. But then you've got the nurses who are so massively burned out that it's hard to muster the extra energy that it takes to teach um, the students for some of them. I mean, I can, I've seen what some of the nurses are going through, on, especially on the COVID units, and it's that they made it through it this far, I mean, is just absolutely incredible. But what I would say is, you know, you have to think back to when you were that student. And can you imagine going to clinical and never having actually done any of these things? Or, you know, maybe you've only seen them done on a video. So just... It, it does take more work, but I promise you it'll pay itself back. Like the joy of, of giving, I think, 
makes it all worth it. So having a little bit more compassion for the students absolutely is key because we desperately need these nurses and they're going to need extra help at the bedside because they're going to, you know, they're going to take their NCLEX and they're going to pass, but their lack of clinical skills in a lot of situations means they're going to need, they're going to need all of us to help pull them, to pull them through for sure. And then for the students, I would say, Y'all need to give yourselves some grace because it's hard and you're doing amazing. You The online learning, very little clinical time, very little hands-on lab time, like you're going to get through this such a strong and resilient person. You're going to be just an amazing nurse. So just give yourself some grace in this time and... Don't be afraid to ask questions. The worst that can happen is the person can say, I don't want to talk to you. Well, okay, big deal. It's not about you. That's them. And right. don't take it personally. And you'll find your people that you can um, lean on for sure. And um, just keep learning and doing and don't let anybody else's experience cloud the experience that you're going to have because it's going to be amazing. Right. I think that's one thing that we don't teach in nursing school is how to precept because those nursing students are going to be preceptors. And if they have a terrible experience, that may be what they think needs to happen. And I want nurses and nursing students alike to know that we all need to take care of each other. What you don't know today, you're going to be better for tomorrow. Absolutely. We need to support each other every step of the way. Yeah, we're all in this together. <laughs> Definitely. We are. And I can't imagine the students that are coming out and passing boards and getting their first job, their orientation is going to look different because of their lack of clinical hands-on skills that yes. they didn't well, get. Well, I hope it looks different. I hope it's more robust, but I've I've seen some instances where the hospitals are in so desperate need of bodies that the orientation is maybe in some cases even shorter. Yes. Which is sad for those nurses. It's very sad. And I think they're starting out, hopefully not on the path to burnout before they even get through their orientation. I'm afraid that we are seeing some of that mm-hmm. because they're, they are being thrown in. But this is, we want every one of them to know that you're right. It Stand up for yourself, ask questions, don't do anything that you feel is unsafe. Right. Absolutely. I always tell students, you know, as a nursing student, you learn how to be an advocate for your patients, but you also have to understand you're an advocate for yourself, especially when you're new and you're learning. So I love that you said that. That is a great point too. They do have to take care of themselves. What do you see that we could do differently maybe in nursing education? First of all, I love that thought that you just expressed about how we should teach nursing students how to teach other (laughs) nurses because there is no guidelines for how to uh, precept a nursing student. It's just expected that once you get a job, you might have a student and 
you have to do this or you're expected to do this. And, you know, a lot of people maybe don't have the skills for that. I think that'd be an excellent, you know, something to incorporate into whatever leadership curriculum that a school might have. I feel like I learned a lot of leadership stuff as a nursing student that probably, well, still hasn't applied to me. I've never ran a unit. I've never even done charge nurse. I have no desire, but I learned how to do it in nursing school. This would have been much, much more helpful. I think students on the clinical sites, you know, we could do better with better communication, teaching better communication skills, professional communication, professionalism in the clinical setting. A lot of students are really young. Maybe they have never worked in a professional environment and those sorts of things. I have heard horrible horror stories of nursing instructors bullying students. Yeah, I have heard those too. And it amazes me. Belittling them for what they don't know, for asking questions. And I think that just teaches the student, well, I shouldn't ask questions because look what happened. I was embarrassed in front of my whole class. And it makes them feel like they don't know what they're talking about. If you're asking a question, you're probably on the right track. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what to ask. And that's that's half of it. So I wish I had answers for how we could improve nursing education. But, you know, a lot of it, I think, around professionalism and communication could be really key to helping these students get through their programs. Well, I think we're both on the same page when we say to students, hang in there. You're going to learn it. You're going to get it. If you get frustrated, reach out to someone because I think... Our goal should be to keep nurses in nursing. I see too many wanting to leave and I, I want to let them all know there are, there are people to talk to. Yes. I love that. Yes. And I, I would hate to see a student work so hard and give up so much to get their license and then immediately regret it. And there are so many avenues out there that we can do. You don't have to be a bedside nurse. No. You don't have to be a clinic nurse. There's ask questions, look, don't stay in a toxic unit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that happens way more than we even realize. I stayed in, I wouldn't say the unit I was in was toxic. It, it was awesome in that I've Loved my coworkers, great team of people. They call it the intensive care unit for a reason. Right. And, and I, you know, I, it just seemed normal to always be exhausted. It seemed normal to always be a little bit cranky because my coworkers were all exhausted and always a little bit cranky. We all basically would just, you know, the general culture of the unit was, you know, thank God we have each other. And then eventually I realized one day, wait a minute, I don't have to be exhausted and drained and physically broken every day that I leave work. There are other things that I can do. And one of the things that I had to do around that was stop making critical care nursing part of my identity because that was how I identified. And if I wasn't a critical care nurse, was I still a nurse? Which is just... (laughs) Yes, I had to let go of that. And I'm so much happier now. And I, you know, by exploring a different avenue, a different place, a different style of work. Absolutely. I went to graduate school. So, you know, at this point, I have probably more doors open to me. And I would encourage any student to just keep 
keep going with your education because you you never know where it's going to take you. And there is more beyond, you know, nursing in a master's or doctorate level. There are so many avenues there too. In doing this podcast, I've learned about nurse practitioner roles that I didn't even know existed. I did not I, I know love that. Yes. I did not know there was a women's health nurse practitioner role, but there is. And so explore and ask questions and do Google searches because there is something out there for every one of us. Absolutely. Yes. And we're never too old to change our position. We just have to take that step to get out of um, whatever is making us unhappy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's worth it. It's worth that period where you're going to feel really uncomfortable and going back to being that novice again. It's totally worth it. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, after 21 years in anesthesia, I went back to a teaching role. And like we talked about before, could I pass boards? Not a chance right now. But in teaching, you learn so much more. And I appreciate what the students go through, I think, so much more than I ever did as a clinical preceptor. Yeah, it sounds like they have a good mentor in you because I I get a lot of students in my, I have a Facebook group with a, a lot of students in it. And, you know, sometimes I kind of listen in, you know, watch their conversations and a lot of them feel very unsupported by their faculty. So I love that you acknowledge that you, you see what they're, what they're going through, which is great. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure I spend about as much time in the books as they do right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Maureen, I love what you're doing, and I certainly hope more students can find you and feel supported, and I know that they have a great mentor in you, too. Oh, well, thank you. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. Where would you tell people to find you today? Just go to straightanursingstudent.com, and everything is right there. Thank you so much for being with us today, and I'm excited to push more people to seek you out. Well, thank you so much. I loved being here and talking with you today. Thanks so much to Marina Suna for being on the show today. She had so much great content to talk about today, but I know one takeaway that is going to be so important for our nursing students out there especially is to give yourself grace. We've all been through nursing school. We know how hard it can be, and we know that you all need to take care of yourselves through that really difficult road to becoming a nurse. If you'd like to have more information on becoming a member of Don't Eat Your Young, you can go to don'teatyouryoung.com or you can head on over to my Facebook group, Don't Eat Your Young. Have a great day.